Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. Well, the world of travel has opened up for about two years now, plus or minus a few months. But we are all the, the world, the regions of the world, countries of the world are all in different stages of this travel reopening that we've been talking about. And it could be, and you probably, if you've started traveling, have experienced the same thing as I have. It is not the same anymore. And depending on which part of the world you're going, it varies even more. Some places still require you to fill out health declarations. Some places places require you to fill out some travel authorization. Some places totally don't. And it can get quite confusing to many people who may not be used to this again. So I caught up with the president of Expedia Brands. In fact, we are very fortunate to have him here. John Gieselman, president of Expedia Brands, to talk us through what is really happening in the world of travel and what are we to expect in the months ahead. Okay, John, let's uh, talk about the revival of travel now. It's 2023. We're about a year and a half into the revival of travel, but we're still not in the same place as we were post-pandemic. What do you think is happening in the travel industry? Well, I think, you know, it depends upon where you're talking about in the world. You're right, as far as Singapore is concerned, it opened up earlier than some other countries. But you see a lot of similarities between what happens around the world. Typically during COVID, many people stayed entirely domestic or very, very local. Then as countries opened up, it sort of shifted to more regional travel. And now we're seeing as countries have been open for a bit, you know, everybody, there's so much pent up demand to get out. Those sort of big trips, long haul trips are in high demand. However, there's still supply constraints, you know, across many categories and all the airlines don't have all their routes up and running. Again, you know, they lost a lot of pilots. There's, you know, a lot of the hotels aren't fully operational yet. They don't have all of their inventory available. So there is somewhat of a supply constraint. Mm-hmm depending upon you know, what you're looking at, which is actually helping the supply side. They're, they're able to keep their pricing high because supply is somewhat constrained. So you know, that's why the prices haven't come down. But those are more general themes. It does vary a bit depending upon where you're talking about mm-hmm. in the world. I do think all of those themes have sort of played out to some degree in the Singapore market. Okay, so for people, let's just focus on the Singapore market for a moment, or perhaps the, the most of East Asia anyway. We're seeing, as you mentioned, higher airfares, and yet we're not yet getting that full service experience that we were expecting from uh, at least at least before the pandemic happened. You know, you're getting, you're seeing airlines perhaps cost cutting here and there, or the Frequency of flights are not there yet, as you mentioned. It's still sort of inconvenient for travelers to travel as they want. You know, like if you want a flight in the morning, afternoon, or night, it's not always available every day sort of thing. So what are we to expect? When when, when will all of this, do you think, come back to normal? You know, again, I think it matters where you are in the world. Mm-hmm. But you're exactly right. I mean, it's, it's just, it's amazing how disruptive COVID was. You know, if you think about how disruptive it was to, uh, you know, supply chains, mm-hmm. industries that, you know, require raw materials, semi-finished goods, finished goods, you know, you know, if you were missing one component, all of a sudden you couldn't ship your product. Right. You know, if you think about the tool industry, it's very similar. You know, you, you don't have the entire fleet of planes operational that were, that were in the air 
you know, mm. pre-COVID. You don't have all the pilots. You don't have full complement of staff on the plane. You don't have all the hotels don't have all of their inventory open up. So it's it's just amazing how, you know, the whole industry was hurt so badly because nobody could travel. And it is taking a long time for the industry itself to fully ramp up again. We, we were in Tokyo over the weekend and mm. for the last couple of days, and a couple of team members flew into Tokyo. Tokyo was fully opened five months mm -hmm. ago, yet it took some of my team members four or five hours to get through immigration. Even after four or five months, they are still not fully staffed up to be able to handle the demand for mm -hmm. the number of people that want to come to. So it's, you know, if any part of the chain sort of is under strain, mm -hmm. it does impact the, the travel experience, you know, but, you know, there's so much demand. I would just encourage people to plan and book early. Mm -hmm. You know, we have tools to help you to, to save money. You know, if you, if you download the app and you use, you know, something like our price tracking feature, right. That track the flights for you and keep you updated as to what's happening from a pricing standpoint, because it does change all the time. And, you know, you can't, as, you know, as a traveler, you can't come check in with all the airlines on what the price is. We'll do the work for you. It's all mm -hmm. automatic and we'll keep you updated. And then hopefully, uh, you know, we'll inform you when it's at the price that's right for you. And you, if you do it early enough and in advance, you know, it's a way to get around the constrained supply. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you book it when it's at the right price for you. And then, you know, I think until the world is largely back to normal, which it's getting better every day, but it's not quite back to there, you just have to be prepared for some disrupt disruptions. It's it's not as smooth as it once was, but it's it's getting better. So I like how you put it out there that we as travelers will have to be prepared for some kind of disruption. Not everyone is expecting the same, though, because, you know, first of all, they're paying a lot more these days for the air ticket and they're expecting a lot more, I guess, in return for that. Same thing with hotels. I mean, because of staffing shortage, they can't give you your hotel rooms. They can't have hotel rooms ready by 3 p.m. or whatever it is. How do we make the traveling public understand all of this? It's not an excuse, and yet it's reality. Yeah, I think you know, it's one of those things where, you know, again, the problems that the airlines face that are different than the problems that hotels face, that are different than car companies face, trains, mm -hmm. you know, and immigration, you know, and on and on and on. They're all, they're all different problems. You just have to be prepared that it's going to be a little bumpy. But to your point about, you know, prices being high, I think you have to take advantage of the tools that exist to get a, you know, a great rate for you. Mm -hmm. One of the, that, you know, so many people don't understand about us as a business, as, as a, an OTA, is that, you know, we use our leverage to negotiate discounts from our supply partners, airlines, hotels, car companies, you know, whatever. And we pass those discounts on to our customers. So typically, you know, if you are an Expedia member, Typically on a on a hotel, you'll save around fifteen percent. If you then combine that with air, you know, and you you do them together, typically you can save up to thirty percent. Okay. So while it be a little bumpy, you know, you can at least leverage some of the benefits that we can offer now to get the right value. In addition to that, you know, many people forget or don't understand that you know when you book through us, your air. You get your airline miles from, you know, whatever airline partner, whatever airline you choose, 
you know, to fly with. And you get rewards from us. So we call that double dipping. It's it's mm-hmm. one of those things where if you book direct, it's really going to be typically the same price. And you're kind of throwing away the additional points that you get from us if you were to do it uh, through us as well. And then the last piece of it is our loyalty program is evolving in the coming months. Mm-hmm. And we will be extending even greater discounts to our members, whether you are blue, silver, or gold. We make it super easy for you to achieve status. Most mm-hmm. people don't travel enough to actually achieve status. We're making it very easy. For instance, you're only going to need what we call five trip elements to, to get from blue to silver. Five trip elements could be my wife and I mm-hmm. buying two round trip trip tickets for a three day trip. So it's two tickets, you know, plus three days in a hotel. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden we're still and now we're saving more on hotels. We're saving, we're, we're earning more points than we were before. We make it really easy. And then, you know, to get to gold, you only need 15. So if we travel with our two kids, you know, on that same trip, all of a sudden we're gold and we're saving okay. even more. So we're trying to design the loyalty program so that it's super simple, super easy. You know, there's none of these games that everybody else plays where you can only use your points on a Tuesday when it's sunny. You know, we're not doing that. We actually want people to enjoy their rewards and we're making it easy to to earn status and, and maintain status. And I would say the last the last way that that customers can potentially benefit. We work a lot with the travel authorities in various countries around the world to market destinations that are that are opened up and that are on promotion. And those are advertised within our product as well. So it's a great place to go and discover potential new places to go where you may not be aware, you know, all the offers that, that are being extended. So it's a, it's, it's a great place to go for discovery as well. Does that make sense? It does indeed. I'm speaking to John Geiselman, president of Expedia Brands, and we're talking about the travel experience post COVID nineteen here on Money FM, of course. Now, John, coming on a as a businessman now and giving our listeners a business perspective of travel. So, for Expedia and all the services that you offer, travel industry operators, I myself am one now or two actually with two businesses in the travel industry. What do we get out of it if we avail of services uh, for Expedia, for example, for hotels or tour arrangements and things like that? Because many people will have the impression that, of course, we have to pay a certain commission and it's easier to book directly with a hotel or with a tour operator. Well, you get additional distribution. As I said, you know, I know Agoda is a large player in this part of the world. You know, they tend to drive price, if you're on the supply side, they tend to drive pricing down, Mm -hmm. which is not great for suppliers. So when you drive pricing down in such a way, like there's a discount here and there, how much does a hotel get paid in the end? Because... You know, if it's like $100 a room, if you book directly with a hotel, and if it's $100 per room, if I book directly with Expedia, you know, who gets what and, you know, how much do we get as hotel operators out of that if we book through Expedia, for example, if a customer Uh, books through Expedia? It's probably one of the most complicated pricing dynamics I've ever seen in any industry. I mean, literally, Mm -hmm. there are millions of pricing permutations connecting suppliers with consumers. I was on the board two years ago, and I, I came into the company to help stabilize the company, get it through COVID. But I, I myself have never seen fragmentation of pricing 
and the, uh, the impact of real-time discounting, literally there are millions of schemes mm-hmm. of pricing uh, around the world. It's incredibly complicated. So it's, it's very difficult to answer your question with specificity because it depends upon the distributor, the partner, mm-hmm. whether it's all card, whether it's bundled, the time of travel. It's amazingly complex. Okay. John, when 9-11 happened, it changed the way we traveled forever in many ways. Uh, services were cut and certain security measures were put in. Now with COVID-19 behind us, uh, we still, certain countries still require those health declarations, for example. Um, airlines are still, as I mentioned earlier, still cutting here and there. Is this going to be the norm moving into the future? Or do you think we will all re- revert back to the way it was? Or is this a chance for airlines and the travel industry to renew their services in a different way? Actually, I mean, you know, what we see is that, you know, with countries opening up, they're actually trying to take out those health checks and it just Mm -hmm. creates another barrier for travelers making it difficult. So I do see the world normalizing in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, But the large arc of the, you know, the point that I was just making is that I do see I do see the big change here of in travel as many companies being much better at offer, offering personalized choice right. to, to customers right. rather than rather than being a listing agent of two million different options, you know, providing customers with the 20 that mm. are perfect for them. And that's where we're taking that's where we're taking our business. Uh, and then providing not just the cheapest price, but the right value to customers because you know, many times you can make a choice of, oh, well, this room in this particular hotel is, you know, a dollar cheaper mm-hmm. than with this distributor versus another. But you may not realize that in making that choice, you wind up right next to the elevator, you know, and you have a oh. terrible experience. You know, you've fallen into that because you decided to make a choice based on a dollar. But you didn't understand the ramifications of that. To us, that is not a good traveler outcome. So in our marketplace, we want to make sure that our suppliers are rewarded for creating great traveler experiences for our customers. That will boost them up in the sort in our marketplace. And those that don't treat our travelers well, why would we reward them? They will be pushed down in the marketplace. So we're trying to align traveler incentives with partner incentives and just sort of align everybody's objectives towards a a great outcome. Fantastic travel insights there, John. That is John Gieselman, president of Expedia Brands, joining us here on Drive Time. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.